Today's show is brought to you by Aptiv. Aptiv is a fabulous app and robust online community that allows you access to top-notch, motivating personal trainers who guide you through an audio-based workout that is timed to your choosing with fun, perfectly synchronized music. Like Netflix for fitness, Aptiv gives members unlimited access to their entire bank of high-end trainer-led workout classes. So if you're looking for fresh, high-quality, on-the-go motivating workouts that adapt to your lifestyle, I highly recommend Aptiv. In fact, if you head over to the curator playlists, you'll see a familiar face. I chose seven of my favorite Aptiv workouts so that you can get a well-rounded mix of workouts that will take you from intense cardio to restorative serenity. And these are some of my favorite workouts to do when I'm traveling or if I just have a spare 20 minutes between activities. And because they're the best, Aptiv is even offering Fed and Fit listeners a free 30-day trial when you sign up for monthly subscriptions at www.aaptiv.com. Be sure to enter the promo code FEDANDFIT, one word, at checkout in your first 30 days or on the house. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am especially thrilled to bring you a bright, sunshiny human being on the show today. I am so thrilled to introduce you guys to Leanne Vogel. She is the founder of Healthful Pursuit, the best-selling author of over 11 programs, host of the Keto Diet Podcast, podcast, goodness, you'd think that of all the words, that's the one that I could say. (laughs) (laughs) Author of the best-selling paperback, The Keto Diet, and the creator of Fat-Fueled Living, a holistic paleo-friendly approach to a ketogenic high-fat diet. She has been in the field of nutrition since receiving her holistic nutrition certificate in 2007. Leanne shares free videos, podcasts, recipes, and keto-friendly resources on her blog, healthfulpursuit.com. Welcome to the show, Leanne! Hey, Casey, how's it going? Oh my gosh, it's great. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thanks so much for the beautiful introduction. Your energy is just, oh my gosh, I want to like give you a hug virtually. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. You know, we can, there's virtual hugs going all over the place. Why can't we? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I am just so stinking proud of you. I was just telling Leanne before I start, I clicked the record button, but I am I was blown away by your book, Leanne, truly. When it got when it was delivered in the mail, I think it's an amazing piece of work. I can only imagine how much you poured into it. It's obvious that it was a tremendous amount. So congratulations on that monstrous achievement. And you're in the middle of a book tour right now. Would you please tell folks a little bit more about yourself? And then I would love it if you would jump into talking about your fabulous new book. Yeah, you bet. So um, like you said, I studied nutrition in 2007. I went off birth control at that time. And that's kind of in a long, long story short, about six years later, after still not having a period from um, quitting my birth control, I ended up being uh, founding the ketogenic diet. And um, I ended up losing a lot of hormone weight gain that I had experienced by going on hormone replacement therapy, which never really got me the results that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got kind of lost with the ketogenic diet for the first about six months, I got really focused on instead of hormones, which is why I went into it. It was more so about the weight and I kept wanting to lose weight. And I I kept tracking everything and forcing myself to fast and all of these things that people say on a low carb, high fat diet are quote unquote good for you. Mm -hmm. It came to the point where I wasn't sleeping. I had gone six days without any sleep. My hair was falling out. I had gone 
pretty mental when it came to the numbers and the tracking. And that's when I developed what I now call the fat fueled lifestyle. And that's a ketogenic approach, but more of a whole food based and looking at the body, um, not just as our physical being, but also our mental, emotional um, health and how that ties into our overall physical health as well. And by following this more uh, whole foods based approach to a ketogenic diet, I got my period back in nine months. And I've now been ovulating every 30 days. And even with the moon cycles now, which is totally crazy. And every doctor said after that long of not having a period, it it was a total of eight years that I would never ovulate that this was just the way it was going to be. And my hormones were going to be a total mess forever that I was going to have to be on ADHD medication um, for that for Ever, I went off of it. So it's been quite an amazing experience to get to this point. And it really happened when uh, I really let love into my life and realized that what I had been doing um, with my body up until that point just wasn't serving me and the ketogenic diet really helped with that. So that's kind of how I ended up right here right now. That's an amazing story. Thanks. <laughs> I, <laughs> I tried to condense it. I mean, there's a lot of pieces to it. But um, that's just yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey these last eight years, but so thankful that my body, I now feel like I'm on my side, you know, my body's on Mm. my side, we're a team, we're working together. Um, and, and the keto diet, yeah, it really helped with that. Eating enough fats was pivotal to my recovery. That's amazing. And I was going to ask you that really quickly before we jump off into other topics and rabbit holes of conversation. But uh, what would you say? I'm eating more nourishing, high quality fats, because I'm sure that there are some people listening right now, and you've just piqued their interest in a lot of ways. So what would you say were some of the big hitting concepts? Maybe they're not ready to jump into a full fledged overhaul. But what are, you know, maybe two to three big takeaways you could suggest for somebody who may be suffering from a lack of period, and they feel like they're doing all the right things? Yeah, you bet. Uh, Major things for me for getting my period back was um, I had to stop running and lifting really heavy things for quite a while. Mm -hmm. I took about a year off and I did a lot of walking and yoga. I feel like that was pretty helpful um, and can be a huge change. Like I was a marathon runner to tell a marathon runner not to run is sort of like what is left in my life. So I totally get that that's a big deal. Another one was eating enough fats, really focusing on um, saturated fat. I've I ate a lot of chicken skin, <laughs> like so much chicken skin, uh, cause it can be really helpful for your estrogen levels if you're low. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, coconut oil and avocado oil and just not being afraid to eat fat. And then the third piece really ties into the second is just not being afraid to eat. Like uh, I had an eating disorder many, many, many years ago. And even though I felt like I was recovered, I still held on to a lot of the tracking and macro manipulation pieces and food really stressed me out. And I think one of the big pieces to overcoming uh, amenorrhea outside of the ketogenic diet was really just when I'm hungry, eat. And when I'm not, don't. And that can seem really simple. But when you really get into it, it can be difficult to just Mm -hmm. take a step back and be like, am I actually hungry right now? You know, do I need breakfast? Um, Do I even want breakfast? (laughs) So yeah, those were kind of the three things outside of the diet that really helped me um, overcome amenorrhea, not only physically, but also mentally, because it is for many, it's a mental game. And definitely for me, it was. That's fascinating. This is so wonderful. So tell us about how your business evolved and then turned into um, this new beautiful book. Yeah, so um, I started my blog healthfulpursuit.com in 2010. And it was really because I was kind of sick of meeting with clients. And as a, you know, 
meeting one-on-one, you only get to meet with one person. And I got really frustrated because I wanted to chat with more people. So that's how the blog started. And at that time I was a vegan. So it's kind of evolved from vegan to paleo. And then when I found keto, I remember the day that I was like, okay, I'm going to share this keto thing with people. Oh my gosh. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if this is going to work. I'm going to lose everybody. And I did lose a lot of people, but I also gained a hugely strong community. And after following the ketogenic diet for 30 days, I started my first ketogenic program called the keto beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, and that launched in 2014, just to really educate people on as a woman, what are you going to experience on the keto diet in the first 30 days and how, how, how to come kind of overcome those things. And then when my hair started falling out and I was really pushing myself really hard um, after I developed the fat fueled protocol and got my period back and all those things, I um, wrote fat fueled and that was my second program on keto. And then everyone was saying we need meal plans and, you know, day to day help. So that's where my program balance keto came from. It's just a meal plan subscription service for keto people. And then, um, victory belt came to me and said like we want you to write a keto book and i just thought it was such a cool thing because up until that point um i had been doing the online thing and i'd always kind of thought about writing a book but i wasn't passionate about anything Mm -hmm. you know in the past not like this and when they said you know you can just write the book that you've always wanted to write what i felt was really lacking in the ketogenic space was making a keto diet practical because Uh, It would be unfortunate if I were to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, all you have to do for the rest of your life is eat 20 grams of carbohydrates and you'll be great. (laughs) That's totally not realistic. Like, (laughs) It won't happen. You will. Most of us that's setting ourselves up for a total disaster. We'll go maybe a couple of weeks and we'll really dedicate ourselves to it and we'll like boost up our willpower. But something will happen, an event, uh, maybe you'll emotionally eat something will happen where you will eat carbohydrates and then you'll feel like a total failure. And you know, the diet starts on Monday and it just creates this negative Mm -hmm. feedback loop. Um, so with the keto diet, I wanted to kind of fill that space that, you know, the keto beginning fat fueled and balanced keto hadn't done yet. And that was really okay. But how do you create this food that we know is good for us? We know that we feel maybe better on low carb, you know, eating or, fats make us feel really good, but so do carbohydrates. And how can we time these carbohydrates to work well for our body and really uh, manipulate things in the kitchen so that we can, you know, spend more time doing other things other than making food. (laughs) So um, yeah, that's really how the keto diet came about. And I, I, every piece of sweat, blood, tear, every, everything is in this book. It was, it was a big process. Like this time last year, I was just starting to write it. So it's been quite a journey to get it to this point. Um, And I've learned a lot about how to take care of your body or when your body really needs to be taken care of and you ignore it. That was Mm -hmm. a big thing with this book. Um, But yeah, it's, it's really, I'm really proud of it. And, you know, getting to meet individuals on the tour has just been so nourishing and amazing to get to connect with actual people, you know, that Mm -hmm. read it and interacted with me. So it's quite a blessing. Oh my goodness, that's so wonderful. And I really do, to reiterate, 
Leanne puts a tremendous amount of background information in the front part of her book. So if you're really looking for, you, do, you want to pick up a resource that teaches you a little bit more about keto, um, I, think, I think it's definitely worth looking at because a lot of the listeners here, Leanne, to give you some background information, we all are kind of geeky and we all just, <laughs> we want more information, but we want it from people that we trust. And so I really think that that's what you gave people, which is fabulous. Yeah, the trust factor is a big thing. And especially, especially, you know, for me, um, having come from like being vegan, like it's mm -hmm. been an, an evolution of education and, you know, something, especially in the ketogenic space or even low carb paleo is there's not a lot of conversations going on about how to make this um, different for women. And it, it really is different. Mm -hmm. At least my experience has been, I mean, I have friends who can do this low carb, high fat thing for oodles of months and they're not affected, but my hormones suffer when I'm forcing myself to low carb. And so that can be frustrating for many of us that <clears throat> know that we feel better eating this way, but in other cases don't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really appreciate that. That's what you picked up from the book as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So talking about nutrient timing on a very broad scale, like a, like a monthly scale for ladies, because most of the listeners here are women. Mm. Um, I would love it if you would speak to that. You know, if someone is interested, let's say that they know in a general sense they are less carb tolerant uh, maybe than other people in the world. And they typically do well with a lower carbohydrate di diet overall. Knowing that, let's, I would love it if you would share your insight on um, carb timing with hormone cycles for women, healthy women throughout the month. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned healthy women. So for sure, if you're healthy and your hormones are good and all is well with the world, you'll probably find on a ketogenic diet or even a low carb diet that about three months or three days rather before your period, you're probably going to want more carbohydrates. In fact, I have a little app on my phone called life and I use it. It's supposed to be for like menstrual cycle timing and when to have sex to make babies and all the things, but I use it to track like supplements and all of these things. So hmm. for me, um, I have a little note in my calendar four days before my period is supposed to start. It says, Hey Leanne, you might want to have more carbs in the evening tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Just as a little reminder, uh, because I find especially, you know, if we're eating keto or low carb and we're forcing ourselves into this place and, you know, our period's like two days away and we're craving like chocolate and candies and all the things and we're kind of pushing that down, what often happens is then our period comes and we feel maybe bloated and not good and then we just eat those things and then not feel good and all the stuff. So by setting that reminder in your phone for, you know, four days before your period starts so that the next day you can have some carbohydrates in the evening. Um, if you've been eating this way, so ketogenic or low carb for quite some time, your body's pretty fat adapted, um, especially if you've been eating keto, your body prefers fat as fuel, period. If you've been eating for like two, three, four weeks, um, you're developing those enzymatic processes to be able to um, burn fat as fuel. So when you have those carbohydrates, your body burns the carbs and goes back to burning the fat. It's not like all of a sudden you have those carbs and then your body's like, oh, we forgot about fat. Let's go back to eating carbs. It's like, it doesn't work that way. It takes time. Just like it takes time to go from carbohydrate burning over to fat burning. It takes time to go from fat burning over to carbohydrate burning primarily, you know? Um, so 
if you are a healthy woman and hormones are great, three days before your cycle, you're probably going to want to eat carbs in the evening, just a touch like a small sweet potato, or maybe you really like apples or berries, add that to your meal, take out some of the fat. And then you may also find um, maybe a couple of days before your ovulation day, like the most fertile day in your cycle, you may find that you crave more protein. So same thing as set a reminder just to kind of check in with yourself around that time. Cause usually what happens is we start craving protein. We're like, what's going on? And then you mm -hmm. check your calendar. They're like, Oh, right. Um, so taking out some of the fat or taking out some of the carbohydrates from your meals and adding more protein just to support that. And there's a little bit of fear mongering out there about protein on a ketogenic diet. Um, I've seen people eat upwards of like 35% protein in a day and still remain ketogenic. So um, know that that's okay. And that's really what I wanted to do um, with the keto diet is like validate that that's okay mm -hmm. <laughs> to like feel what your body's feeling and do those things that your body needs. Um, so that's what I would say for like a woman who has a menstrual cycle that's of your, you know, your fertility years um, that's overall pretty healthy. Awesome. Really great insight. Um, what would you say is, you know, when it comes to ketosis and it's definitely out there more and more in main media, what are the, some of the things that you wish would be included in every article? As you as a nutritionist, I'm sure that there are certain things you want to be like, but you need to know more of the story when you read a headline. Is there anything, I'm just curious, I'm blindsiding land with this question, but is there anything um, that you really wish people would know about uh, ketosis. Yeah, I think, well, the first one is there's the group of people that, um, don't think ketosis is a good thing. They confuse it with ketoacidosis. In fact, I had a conversation with a nurse yesterday about it. I'm mm -hmm. um, just like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Ketoacidosis. So for those people, I wish that they would just like uh, read just about any book on the differences between uh, diabetic ketoacidosis and ketosis, not the same thing. Um, and so that's definitely a frustration of mine of just people getting stuck in that. Mm -hmm. um, and I've done tons of videos on that and tons of posts trying to just educate people on the difference. And then the other piece is, you know, perhaps there are, I've read a bunch of articles or blog posts or pieces on the ketogenic diet and here's what to eat in a day. And I see a ton of dairy, um, processed foods, uh, you know, bacon with nitrites and all the things, um, and a lot of diet sodas and Splendas and stuff. So usually that's, uh, me screaming at my computer <laughs> being like, bah, whole foods, um, because my approach is really, you know, at the end of the day, after all the food that I've eaten, I imagine my body being like a cup. And every time I eat the cup fills up. And at the end of the day, all the stuff that doesn't serve me and my body and my personal health goals gets removed from the cup. And, dairy and those artificially sweetened stuff. And even so far as, you know, low carb bars and products and all that extra gunk isn't going to really serve me at the end of the day. And you know, your health goals may be different and that's totally fine. But I just take those out of my cup and I like to make sure that I have about an 80% full cup or, or, or higher depending on the day. Um, but usually it, I'm yelling at the computer when it comes to those like lots of dairy, which is inflammatory. And then people are getting frustrated because they're not losing weight. They're not feeling their best. And it's because they're eating dairy. Um, another thing that frustrates me, um, which kind of ties in with your question is, um, there's actually a documentary. I can't remember what it was called. The actor from, uh, Spartacus did a documentary of his, his experience with cancer. Um, and he ended up passing away. And the whole time he's eating these foods that are 
just like wine and cheese and pizza. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, ketogenic diet. <laughs> like, um, so, so that part's definitely another piece to it where, you know, people are saying, oh, my health, this and that. And I'm like, oh, ketogenic diet, this would be so great for you. Um, so it definitely still needs a lot of education, but I would say those are like the three things that caused me to get a little bit, um, uh, emotional and just yeah. frazzled over. Yeah, I absolutely get it. We don't have cable anymore, but back when we did, I remember sitting there and there was a commercial, not specific to keto or to uh, what we were just talking about, but same kind of frustration. It was a commercial for some sort of a corn oil and and it was being proposed as a healthier alternative to vegetable oh. oils and, and how it's heart healthy and it's made from real vegetables and yada, yada, yada. And I was just sitting there thinking, no. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's why we do what we do, right? That's that's There's, why I do what I do. Education. It's the <laughs> like, wild, wild west. We've got so much work to do and so much yeah. to cover. I think this is a great spot to stop and hear from one of our sponsors. One of the keys to success on a healthy lifestyle is meal prep. We all know this. We know it's important to plan our meals, to put some thought into it, and to hit the ground running each week with healthy foods already in our refrigerator. However, the time it takes that can go into planning for meal prep is really daunting. I've personally spent countless hours choosing meals for the week ahead, making grocery shopping lists that are consolidated lists from all the recipes, and then I have to reorganize them according to the grocery store, how you walk through the store itself, and then sitting down and strategizing across all the different recipes what to make and when. And then I stumbled across Prep Dish, and they really gave me that time back. They do all the planning work for you. Each week, you're emailed a gluten-free, paleo, or my personal favorite, super fast plan. It is easily organized into ready-to-go shopping lists, already organized by how you're going to come across those foods into the store, a prep guide for your actual meal prep day, which only takes one single hour on the super fast plan, and cooking instructions. It's truly made meal prep a breeze, meal planning a breeze for me and my family. My fridge is now full of healthy foods each and every week. You can check out Prep Dish by heading to prepdish.com forward slash fed and fit for this amazing deal. And as an added bonus, they're providing two free weeks to fed and fit listeners. So go to prepdish.com forward slash fed and fit, then use the code in all caps fed and fit for those first two weeks on the house. That's so great. Um, goodness, what was I just going to? Oh, yeah. So let's say, I mean, rewinding, I wish I'd asked you this off the bat. Um, it's easy for you and I to jump into a conversation kind of midstream in our careers. But speaking about the differences in keto and um, just some misconceptions out there, I would love it for you to just kind of set the ground straight. Would you tell folks kind of keto 101 um, for anybody that's brand new here and is unfamiliar, maybe they're even unfamiliar with paleo, if you could kind of describe it. Yeah, you bet. So I see ketogenic, a ketogenic diet as being a low carb, high fat eating style where we are going from using glucose or carbohydrates to fuel our energy and, you know, to do all the things that we do in a day instead of using the carbohydrates, which turn into glucose in the body, we're using fat which turns into ketones in the body. So in this state of ketosis, we're registering a little bit of what's something called ketone. And that ketone is used by our body um, for any sort of energy, our brain, our 
liver or heart, any, any organ can use these ketones. And what's really interesting is that the body, whereas, you know, with carbohydrates and glucose, you need to eat the carbohydrates in order to get that glucose. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a ketogenic state, you can use not only the fat in your food to encourage your body to burn fat, but also the fat on your body. So that's why a thing called intermittent fasting or going longer periods of time without eating is really easy on a ketogenic diet because we, when we're not quote unquote eating, we technically still are because our bodies are using our body fat constantly. So this can be a really not, it is a natural state that our body goes into and by doing this, we're, there are a couple benefits to this. The first is that our insulin goes down. And while insulin is important and we do need it, high amounts of insulin stop our body from being able to burn fat as energy. It's just when insulin is out, fat burning is off. Mm-hmm. And another thing is when we're eating a lot of carbohydrates, it creates a thing called glycerol. And glycerol actually shuttles fat to fat cells. Um, so by removing, you know, lowering the amount of insulin, we're able to burn fat. And by not eating enough carbohydrates that we're creating this glycerol, now our fat isn't being ported over to those cells. So it can be really helpful, especially, you know, that's what I experienced with the hormone uh, weight gain and really getting through that. It was hard for me when I was carbohydrate fueled because I'd never had a moment where (laughs) there wasn't fat being moved over to cells and there wasn't insulin being high. And when our insulin is lowered, our body is able to really recuperate our, our natural hormones. And for me, my cholesterol was really low when I first started a ketogenic diet. And as some people may know, cholesterol is the precursor for every single sex hormone in your body. If you don't have enough cholesterol, you're not producing hormones. And this is especially true for anyone um, who's maybe had anorexia or even a blistered relationship with food or bulimia or any of these eating disorders or disordered relationships with food where we're not nurturing our bodies enough. Oftentimes our cholesterol can actually get too low to the point where our hormones just shut off because if our bodies aren't feeling safe, then, you know, it's dangerous for us Mm -hmm. to be pregnant. You know, you don't want to be pregnant if your body is feeling imbalanced. So it just shuts that process off. So this ketogenic diet, um, is low carb, high fat. And, um, my approach is more paleo. And the way I see paleo is just, um, removing grains, uh, focusing on whole foods, uh, and really being mindful of the choices that you're making when it comes to your nutrition. And really keto is no different. It's just taking a slightly, uh, you know, we're shifting our perspective just a little bit. I see, you know, uh, the fat fueled approach to keto being very similar to paleo, except I'm not eating maple syrup anymore. And I only eat sweet potatoes during a carb up. And so my approach to fat fueled, while I started with the basic ketogenic diet, low carb, high fat, you know, lots of fat, usually upwards of 80% in a day, uh, everything that I ate, 80% of it was fat. Um, now my ratio is like, I would say my fat is around 70, 75%. Um, and when I need it, this is different from what a lot of keto people will say, but when I need, um, carbohydrates, I have them in the evening. And by doing that, like I was mentioning before, um, your body is adapted to fat. You're going to eat those carbohydrates. You're going to probably have a better sleep. Your serotonin will be higher. Your tryptophan also increases. You have a really good sleep. Uh, usually your, your leptin is reset. So the morning after you're feeling better, you're able to fast longer. Um, 
So there are a lot of benefits to, you know, eating those carbohydrates at night, also for uh, training or anything that you have. If you are an athlete or training for something, it can be helpful. So yeah, those are just some differences between the ketogenic diet and paleo and kind of how the whole world works in the low carb space. I mean, there's so much more that I could say, but... <laughs> You did a great job. That was a very thorough explanation. And I just want to have one clarification for folks. When yes. you say 80 to 70% of what you were eating were fat, um, I'm sure I'm going to get this question, but is that in terms of calories or? Yeah, yeah it can be calories or <laughs> grams. It's a little bit harder with grams. So um, you could say calories. So you would kind of want to, so if you're eating, say, 80% fat, that would be the amount of calories that you're eating in a day, 80% of it is coming from fat. And then you could do something like 15% protein, which would give you 5% carbs left. So if you're tracking macros on apps and things like that, that's kind of what you want to go for, but it's calories. Um, and you could also do grams, but it's too confusing of a calculation to explain, but it's in my book. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, that's, yeah, it's calories. And if you don't want to count calories, you can kind of just look top down at your plate. And I just imagine a bunch of fat and little tablespoons, you know, going around my plate. And if it makes up about half of my plate, that's usually about 80% if you calculate it out with macros. So if you're the type of person who doesn't like to track like this goal right here, you don't have to on a ketogenic diet. Awesome. I like it. Thank you for making that designation because uh, I think that it's also sometimes confusing. When, we're, when we talk about food volume, it's very different mm -hmm. than, um, than the caloric significance of that food. So fat is much more dense calorically yes. versus protein and then even carbohydrates and certain fruits um, can be much even less dense. So just something to think about if you're trying to look for a ballpark. Well, these are awesome. So I have I have another question for you. Is there anybody so I mean, you're just so inspiring, Leanne, and you you have such a fantastic story. Is there anybody that you would caution against being too inspired? Jump jump on this bandwagon. Is there anybody who you would think you would want or you want people to be more self-reflective on whether or not this is the right path for them. Are there certain questions we need to ask ourselves before jumping into a keto diet? Um, and are there any certain red flags we need to be aware of or things we should do before we jump in? Are there certain people that it's just not right for? Yeah, awesome question. And I don't get asked this enough. So thank you. Um, diabetics, definitely chat with your doctor. Even if you have insulin resistance, anything to do with your blood sugar, if you know that your blood sugar is an issue, chat with your doctor about it. If you don't have a pancreas, definitely chat with your doctor about that too. Um, and you know, kidney stuff. If you know that you have kidney imbalances, chat with a healthcare professional, just make sure it's not to say that you can't do this, but if you have any like glaring medical imbalance, it's always good to chat with a doctor. And if you feel like your doctor isn't respecting you or, you know, they're not listening to what you have to say and you're coming to them thinking, okay, this could be the thing for me and could really help. And they're not being respectful, then it might be worthwhile finding somebody else that can support you. Um, but definitely chat with a healthcare team. If you have any large imbalance such as kidney or blood sugar stuff, just to make sure that you're both on the same page. And then, um, I would caution anyone, you know, because I had an eating disorder for so many years, I think it goes without saying, you know, with any sort of eating style, if you're adapting things, if you've come from a place of disordered eating and you're kind of in a place now where you're eating freely, 
daily and you're listening to your body, I would just hold on to that and maybe instead just set the intention to eat more fat and see how you feel without going down the rabbit hole of reading a lot of books and listening to a ton of podcasts and really getting enveloped in that because before you know it, you're down the slippery slope of, you know, going balls to the wall with a new diet. So just you know, pay attention to that and, and focus on that. And also know that if you try the ketogenic diet, and this is really where I came from in those first six months, if you try the ketogenic diet or you have tried it and you quote unquote failed, um, it couldn't, it's not necessarily that you failed, but more so that the diet failed you. So instead of looking at yourself as being weak or less than kind of look at it, how can you change it? Because I'm sure that there were things that you loved about it and things that you didn't love about it or that didn't work for you. So, um, had I given up, you know, when I was, uh, faced with, uh, some challenges, I don't know if I ever would have gotten my period back. It was really just about, okay, well, this isn't working in some regards, but it is working here. How can I meld the two and make it work for me? So I would say, like you were saying, Cassie, it's really about just listen to your body, take a step back, see, do you enjoy fat? Which fats do you like? You know, are those carbohydrate or carb ups, uh, beneficial for you? Do you feel better on them? And just constantly check in with yourself because nobody out there, no, you know, you or I or anyone, you know, who has podcasts or books, we can't tell you what to do with your body. You're totally in control of that. And we're just here to educate you and, you know, maybe nudge you in certain directions to see if it will work, but it's up to you to determine whether or not it works for you in the end. Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows you like you do. That's something I say a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's beautifully said. Yeah, that's wonderful. Man, you did such a great job, Leanne. I, feel, I usually save that for after the recording, but I want you to know this <laughs> is such a great job. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I would love it uh, before we close if you could tell everybody where they where's the best place to find you, where's the best place to find your book, and if you have any big events coming up. Yeah, you bet. So my blog is healthfulpursuit.com. I'm really active on Instagram. That's healthfulpursuit. Um, you can find me anywhere. Also Leanne Vogel, that's with a V and my book, you can find it at any major bookstore like Barnes and Noble. Um, there still should be a couple of copies in the Costco in the U S. Um, if you're in Canada, Indigo is a great option. Um, you can also ask your bookstore just to order it for you, or you can jump on Amazon or indigo.ca if you're in Canada. Um, and, uh, I also have a site for the book, ketodietbook.com. And that gives you a bunch of options of more information about the book. There's a video. There's a lot of words that you can read if you want to. Um, And then a private Facebook group for that. And then my next event. Oh, let's see. Uh, Yeah, I'm speaking at the CNHCC uh, May. What is that? May 6th to a bunch of CSNN graduates. And that's the the course that I went through. So if you're in Canada, I will see you there because they're going to be broadcasting across Canada. And then, um, yeah, I'll be going to Paleo FX for a couple of days uh, with my husband. So if you're on the floor and we happen to meet, awesome. I like hugs. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think that's, uh, yeah, I'm speaking in Toronto in June. And then I think we're starting up with another round of book tour stuff happening probably in September around keto con, which will be in Austin on the long weekend. So lots of things, but you can go to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash events and get more details about that. All the things that we're up to. 
Awesome. Oh, that's so exciting. So many things going on. I'm so thrilled for you. I'm thrilled that this resource is available for people. And I will definitely, I'd recommend it wholeheartedly if this is something you're interested in learning more about. And as always, you guys will find direct links to everything we talked about. I'll provide links to all of uh, Leanne's events the book and where she is on socials in the show notes on fedandfit.com as well as a complete transcript for today's show if you want to rewind and just go read something that we covered. Thanks so much again, Leanne, for coming on the show. Thanks everybody for dialing in. We'll be back again next week.